Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Oh, yes. Well, welcome. Welcome to The Catch on Blog Talk Radio. And this is your host, John Fisher. I also write The Catch five days a week. And uh, you can find that at uh, catchjohnfisher.wordpress.com. And uh, we'd love to have you sign up because we send an email out every day to uh, uh, almost 8,000 listeners and uh, readers. And we'd love to add you to our list. And uh, over time, we become kind of part of a family. And uh, that's, that's what's really cool about this. We're, uh, we're, we're really beginning to experience being a family. And uh, that's what I like about the Blog Talk Radio is it allowed us to have an audio experience, allowed me to talk a little bit, uh, with other guests we have, and and uh, and then even some of you who might uh, call in, which you, by the way, can do. Um, so uh, it's really been a added, great added dimension to uh, to our family. And uh, tonight, though, is going to be a little bit different because tonight I'm going to be the guest, and we have been. Uh, for 15 days now, not consecutive days, but 15 days of writing the catch, we have been in uh, a 21-day challenge. And uh, actually, I'm feeling that this 21-day challenge may be pushed a little bit. We're already into 22, and <laughs> it, could, it could get up to 28. Who knows? Um, but what we're doing is we're walking through... Uh, the New Covenant, which is a passage in Second Corinthians that basically um, changed my life and especially relates to how, uh, how we live the Christian life on a daily basis. And uh, uh, so I'm going to be the guest. I'm going to be talking about New Covenant. And my interviewer is our radio host, Gunnar Simonson. Gunnar, take it, take it over. It's all yours. Hey, John. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Yeah. John? I'm doing good, thank you. This is good. This is day 15 of the 21-day challenge. And I might add, you know, in talking what you said earlier about the, you know, five days a week, you know, doing the catch. You've got blog mm-hmm. talk radio and the podcast. Um, you've also been doing these uh, short videos, too, that uh, yeah. you have on the page as well. And that's been kind of fun. You've been kind of, I mean, some of the topics haven't been a lot very fun to kind of walk through, but you're you're helping us kind of look at the headlines through the lens of the gospel of welcome and, you know, just watching right. your most recent one on what happened in Thousand Oaks. I mean, that was something else. <laughs> yeah, I just like to find these little things that uh, uh, I can give a uh, – well, you know what what they are, Gunner, is I, I think they're they're little snippets of what I would call thinking Christianly. Yeah. And uh, I got I got that line from uh, yeah I got that line from Harry Blamers, who uh, yeah. uh, has a great classic book called The Christian Mind, and uh, what he what he really talks about is that um, you know we have all these Christian thoughts and we have secular thoughts, but no one has taught us to think Christianly about everything, and that's what yeah. we really need to do, and I, I think you've got to, you can't tell somebody how to do that, you just got to show them, and that's what I'm trying to do, I think, with these little snippets, is just take ordinary things that happen in our daily life and think Christianly about it. Well, what, what you know, there's something in there, because I, I, yeah. I think God has 
organized our life. He set up the world in such a way that pretty much everything we experience has a lesson or a teaching or a conclusion in there somewhere, if you think, if you learn to start looking for it. Absolutely. There's that life level application and it's, and it's fun as I'm, I'm on the, uh, just kind of looking at the Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash the catch and looking at the last few, you know, uh, short videos that you've shared, you know, our old friend Michael O'Connor on the 830 Oaks one said, nicely said, hot provoking, John, here's hoping they don't <laughs> cut down any trees and 29 palms, um, <laughs> <down> that, <laughs> which is great. Uh, <laughs> the, the one you also uh, did a video uh, called Bienvenidos, uh, you know, uh, last yeah. week, and, and uh, someone posted, a, a Kim Matheson had posted, this is a must share. Um, and then there was another post, I scroll down uh, as you were talking about uh, the front page, and, and uh, it was like, great stuff, John. It can't happen on a larger scale until it happens in us as individuals. And so people are watching and uh, engaging Good. with you on that. And so uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. And so uh, thanks for, for keeping doing that. If you're listening to uh, the podcast uh, tonight or in the future in the, the archive, definitely go to catchjohnfisher.wordpress.com. There's a little button on the side of the page that says Catch This, and you can see catch all this. of these short three-minute. You like how that word? Catch This, the catch. I like, like it a lot. Come kind of a play here, right? So, but, hey, you know, we want to jump in. Um, I just fun fun stuff there. Uh, you know, get into more of this discussion that we've been having over the last few weeks, and obviously it's the 21 day challenge on the the new covenant. And uh, of course, this morning, you know, in the post, blinded, you know, um, mm-hmm. you start off. And of course, the scripture passage, Second Corinthians four three through four, but say, I do not relish writing this catch. I have been staring at the blank page on my screen for a while now, trying to figure out how to go about this. There is no easy way. I wish the Bible weren't so clear about heaven and hell so we could maybe explain hell away somehow. Well, you really was, how, what was that What was that like trying to put this post together this morning? <laughs> well, it just is. It, it's hard when you talk about um, people being saved and people perishing. Um Hell is a a very difficult concept for any of us to contain. I I think, you know, even the greatest Christians who understand all of the the spiritual truth and understand theology really well still have a hard time with the reality of of, uh, what hell is. And, you know, the whole thing, how God can can, uh, create beings that, that he's going to destroy. And, uh, yeah, it's just not a pleasant thought. And, and it, it's hard for our minds to wrap themselves around. And, and, uh, and yet we had to face it today because uh, it's a 21-day challenge, and that's what he's talking about in this section is, um, you know, uh, un- unbelievers, the people who, who, who have a hard time believing. You know, Paul says that um, their minds are actually blinded. Uh, by the God of this world, which would be which would be Satan, and uh, so that they can't even see the light uh, of Christ, and uh, you know that that sets up. I think the important thing of that for us is that we realize that we aren't going to get through to everybody, and our job is not to convince everyone or make every single person a Christian. That's not our goal. Um, I I think it's a great goal to have. You know, we want people to be saved. We can't think about about in terms of individuals. What you think about in terms of individuals is simply speaking the truth. As Paul says, we we speaking the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And and if our gospel is blinded, it is blinded by the God of this world who is, who has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. This whole point is some people are going to get it. Be prepared for the fact that some people aren't going to get it. And that's not your fault. Uh, there are, there, there's bigger things going on here. 
there's spiritual warfare. There's there's enemies and and uh, 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 you know uh, angels and demons and 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 uh, God and and uh, spiritual powers, all kinds of stuff going on that we don't have a clue about. And it's probably a good thing because if we would see it, if we could see it, we'd be we'd be overwhelmed. Yeah. So um, that's his point. Yeah. You know, we for us to just move on, move on through life, and love people, care for them, speak the truth, realize there's yeah. a bigger thing going on here than we can control. And yeah. uh, some people are going to get it, and some people are not. And I think the hope, the hope, I think I try to end with is that even people whose minds might be blinded right now. They can lose that veil because he's already said, when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So it's mm-hmm. possible that that veil can be lost. They can lose that and they can start to see the light again. Wow. <laughs> you know, well, show's <laughs> over. We're done with the podcast. Huh? Um, <laughs> that is funny. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, you know John and I are going through, you know, a list of different, uh, you know, points we want to cover for the podcast tonight. And, of course, uh, you know, talking about today's post was, I think, uh, halfway through the list. And uh, But it uh, wasn't to be. We were going to just step to the plate and uh, go for that fastball right off the bat. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the podcast is over. We will know. Just kidding. But, um, you know, thanks, John, for, for going there because it is, I mean, it's right there in the middle of, you know, here we are on the 21-day challenge, you know, and it's the challenge mm-hmm. today, and we've got to face this and wrestle through that. But, you know, to, to, you know, being what you just said there, let's back up a little bit for, for those that might have, um, might be new to the 21-day challenge and in and, and this conversation we're having on the, the new covenant, you know, to set, kind of set the backdrop of, you know, kind of where we're going to go here over the next few minutes is, is maybe, maybe uh, in, in just a few short sentences, maybe tell um, our listeners what exactly the new covenant is. Well, it, um, the new the new covenant is um, you can't really understand the new one without uh, understanding the old one first, because it's it, it's built upon it. It's a reaction to the old one, and um, it's it, the old one didn't work, and and uh, the old one actually was given. It was supposed to fail, so that the new one could come, and uh, all the new covenants here are not necessarily Old Testament, New Testament. More than anything, they, they are uh, ways in which we uh, approach God. And uh, the Old Covenant is the law, the way that Moses brought to us. Ten Commandments, do this, don't do that, and you'll please God, and you'll live a long life. Uh, it's all based on performance and about bringing your life into conformity with uh, with with the law, or it doesn't have to be the law. You can still live like the old covenant with a whole new set of rules. It doesn't have to be just those rules. Any kind of rules puts you uh, into the old covenant. For instance, yeah, the Pharisees. The Pharisees were all over the old covenant, and yet their rules were uh, weren't, weren't even biblical. They they had all this extra biblical stuff that they had, they had made into, you know, a certain number of steps they could take a day. They couldn't work on the Sabbath. They lift a finger, you know, they blow it. They have all this. Everything spelled down to the, the, the you know, the jot, the I, and dot the T, and all of that, you know. So um, uh, that's the Old Covenant. And the point is, none of us can ever make it. The, uh, the, the Old Covenant is based on God's perfect law, and yeah. none of us can follow God's perfect law. And um, like Jeremiah the prophet said, that uh, the old covenant which you broke, but behold, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the one they broke. This new covenant, um, I will put my law within them, and I will write them, write it on their hearts, and they will be my God, and, I, and they will be my people, and I will be their God. And and uh, the new covenant is written on our heart, not on a tablet of stone, and it's through a relationship with Christ, made possible by the Holy Spirit. 
And so the new covenant is a whole different way of walking in God's way. It's not law and rules. It's having God, God's spirit in your life, fellowshipping with him, being a fragrance uh, of his life in you, and then simply walking through life and beginning, beginning to conform to his law from the inside out because it's your heart. It's what you want to do. It's he's yeah. put it in you. And, and uh, you're, not, you're not trying to beat yourself in subjection of this thing out here. But, no, you're trying to live out something deep and lasting and real inside. And, and yeah. uh, that's truly a freeing thing. It's really, it's, it's liberating once you get it. Which is so important in that because, you know, uh, if, if I, you know, it kind of caught you mid-sentence there uh, a few sentences ago describing life under the old covenant, uh, I would have thought that you were describing life as we know it today for a lot of folks and a lot yeah. of us, you know, that, you know, are are still bound in this old covenant, you know, and, and you know, and, and here you are talking about the new covenant. Why is that, John? I mean, why do we oh, continue yeah. to struggle with, you know, you know, knowing that the new covenant is here? Or maybe we're learning about it for the first time, but at least knowing that Jesus came and died and rose again, that we still live under this old covenant of, 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 of uh, approving yeah. ourselves and beating ourselves up. Why is that, John? No, you're, you're really right, Gunnar, because, uh, you know, the old covenant is very much alive today and in, uh, in Christian circles and in our churches. The reason, I think, Gunnar, is because it's the way we learn. It's the most natural. We're born into it. And uh, from childhood on up, we are on a performance basis. Do what our parents want us to do. We get loved by them. Uh, disobey them, we get shunned. Um, we learn that everything is based on, on, a, on, on what we do and don't do. It's based on our performance. And so we, we, uh, we, we, that's the natural way to do it. But I tell you also, Gunnar, the reason it's so powerful is that we think we can control it too. Because, see, then if I know what the, I just, just tell me what the rules are and I'll follow them. Well, yeah. What, here's what happens. The real rules, we are impossible to follow. And that's, as a matter of fact, why Jesus came and re, he wrote, that's what the Sermon on the Mount is, by the way, Matthew 5, is Jesus rewriting the rules. He said, you, you've heard it said, don't hate your brother. You know what I mean? I mean, don't murder. I say if you, if you have hatred in your heart for somebody, you just murdered them. Yes. And you say don't commit adultery, but I tell you, if you have lust in, in your heart for someone, you just committed adultery. And so yeah. Jesus comes, and he draws the thing much deeper than, than we can control. But you see, the Pharisees, they had it all down to something they could actually do. And, and that's, that's what happens in church, too. We, we get our, our standard down to something we can do. Go to church uh, every Sunday, read your Bible once a day, uh, witness to somebody, pray every day, um, join a Bible study, uh, pray before your meals. Uh, you know, how many you, you want to go on? Don't, don't smoke or drink, you know. Yeah. And there's a bunch of things not to do. There's a bunch of things to do and not to do. And, it, and if you do all those things, then you are pleasing to God, then you are a good Christian. And uh, how, I ask you, you know, how many Christians actually believe, live like that's the way it works? And if Absolutely. we do, if we do, we are totally old covenant Christians. We, we don't have a clue what freedom in the spirit is like. Now let me ask you this. Let me, let me, let me try to key in on something there that I'm, as I'm listening to you say that. And of course, I'm thinking of the Pharisees and all that, and just bound to the old covenant, you know. And you know, people, you know, let's say people start catching wind of the new covenant, and they start like being set free by the new covenant. You know, what are some of the uh, the things that the people that would be of the old covenant would say or do to try to persuade others to not learn or be a part of the new covenant? Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it does. It does. As a matter of fact, that quite often happens that people who are discovering the freedom in the, in the spirit um, 
often receive condemnation or judgment from those who who, who want to keep going in the old way. And, um, uh, you know, that that's because that's because they've stepped into uh, uh, something that's that's a little dangerous. It's a little out of control. It's new. It's it's um, it's not. You can't nail it down uh, and, and know exactly what to do every time. And yeah. uh, it it throws you in with sinners. It throws you in with uh, unlikable people. Um, and and it doesn't. You know, it breaks. It it just simply breaks a lot of those. Those unwritten rules. They're not biblical, but they're unwritten rules. Like, don't, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of those things we, I think they're still around uh, that I grew up with. You know, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't uh, hang out with, you really shouldn't be around non Christians. You shouldn't certainly not have any as your friends because they'll, they'll be a bad influence on you, you see. So, uh, uh, you know, our only, what what on earth is that? that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, where did that come from, you know, and it's, uh, you know, but let me, let me even further on that, you know, and so, I mean, what is that, you know, in, in, in old covenant living, is it, you know, how much of it is just, you know, um, someone that's living under that's kind of feeling like a sense of losing control, or is it fear? Control. control. Yeah, it's like fear. Spirit of control. It's, it's, it's control. I did, I did a lot of study. One year I wrote uh, a book called 12 Steps for the Recovering Pharisee, like me, and so I studied a lot about Pharisees, and that's the conclusion I came into. The big deal for the Pharisees was being in control of the law so the, and my life in relationship to the law, so therefore I could know I was okay. And I could also then compare myself to other people and come off looking better, and then uh, that's what makes the, made the Pharisees so self-righteous because um, they they were living by the law and everybody else wasn't. Absolutely. Now I have a I've got some some other questions I want to get into, but I find this so fascinating, you know, and that the dynamic, you know, old covenant, yeah. new covenant, and just the things that folks will say to try to you know persuade otherwise of just entering in this new covenant, this freedom, you know, and all that. But, yeah. You know, if someone uh, right now is listening to this podcast, and maybe they're just experiencing and tasting this freedom for the first time, and maybe they have that, you know, old uh, covenant influences around them that are saying those things and doing those things, what would you recommend? You know, how, how do you respond? How do you deal with that? Well, um, <laughs> you know, you you want to you want to step into freedom. Uh, I think. Paul does say not to use our our freedom as uh, as, a, as a means to uh, lord it over anybody, um, and, and and so you don't want to flaunt your freedom for your new life. You know yeah. you uh, you need to be careful about that, I, I suppose. But but you can't you can't let those voices pull you back down and. Um, you, you've got to step into the freedom of the spirit, and um, the, the spirit doesn't always go by the rules. And uh, when when you follow that spirit, you probably will get some some uh, criticism, and you just you just kind of let it roll off your back and keep going. Um, and, but also at the same time, don't try to make a big deal about it. It's it's not necessary. Um, yeah. Just, you know, just just hold on to that freedom yourself. You don't have to flaunt yeah. it. Just hold on to it in your heart and keep going. Well, and that too, as we let that the love of Christ into our heart and the freedom, you know, it'll maybe just gives us the strength and the ability to to love others, and um, right. you know, according accordingly, right? And it becomes His love yeah. in us, you know, and that. Uh, you know, the same hands made us all, and so um, fascinating. This is this is so fascinating to me. I'm, you know, you know what what you're saying and the perspective and just things that I think people deal with every day um, in, in this new covenant. Uh, you know, as we, we learn learn about it and be, be set free here in the freedom of this uh, in this old covenant. It seems like we continue to live that way, but you know, you called this this new covenant. You called this you've called this this new covenant ministry. 
And, and, and got to be honest, yeah. you know, when we think of like New Covenant ministry, it sounds like kind of like this, you know, pastor's training 101 kind of thing, you know. And, you know, just, mm-hmm. just being a layman here, just a you know, regular guy trying to, you know, just to get through the day here, you know, why should I care about ministry? Uh, we use the word mainly because Paul uses it. He, he uses it in the Second Corinthians passage. And he, in this passage, he's showing how all of us as believers have a ministry. And so we, we like to use the word a lot. And our whole purpose of using it is to get familiar with it and so that we can hopefully bring it out of the context that it's been in and, um, and, and broaden it. Because I think, you know, generally ministry has been the kind of thing that, that a pastor does or you go to seminary to go into the ministry or, you know, you, you, the, the really strong Christians are the ones who are going to have a ministry. They're, they're going to lead others. And, uh, but when, when you start getting used to uh, the, new te- the New Testament, and as yeah. Paul lays out the New Covenant here, he's talking about a ministry that we all have. And so I yeah. think I, I try to get us to think it's much broader than just some kind of religious activity. But yeah. what he means when he says ministry, it, he means that our life is going to have an effect in the world, yeah. we're going to we we have a reason to be where we are, and we have something to do, and and our life will and should make a difference um, yeah. wherever we go, and that's the kind of ministry that we all we all have, every one yeah. of us. Now, now and, and in that there too, you know, is it his ministry, or is it my ministry? It's it's totally his ministry. It, yeah. It's Christ in us, and it is through his spirit. And we it, it goes on even sometimes without our knowledge. Yeah. As we as we just simply contain the Holy Spirit wherever we yeah. go, and carry on maybe a conversation with the Lord. Uh, Paul says our life gives off a fragrance. That kind of activity yeah. gives off a fragrance. And, and I don't think we're even aware of it most of the time. But isn't, that, isn't that like that's the, our ministry. Yeah. And that's the, really could be probably uh, maybe even summing up, you know, a difference of, in that in that context, the difference between Old Covenant and New Covenant. You know, ministry is, you know, the difference between his ministry and it being my ministry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, my, my ministry... You do hear that a lot, though, I think. I've seen in the movies, you know, hey, this is my, you know, this is mine, you know, but uh, the New Covenant is, the New Covenant in the ministry. You know, uh, you know, in that, though, too, you think about, you know, the things that keep people from, you know, being mm-hmm. part of his ministry and his work, you know, and, you know, what would you say, you know, I'm sure there's, there's folks that would be listening to this podcast that, you know, are, are wrestling with this. What would you say to someone who says, uh, you know, their, their sins or depression or addictions would disqualify them for the ministry. Yeah, the, um, the, the problem is the old understanding of ministry is that you have, to, you have to be better than everybody. You have to be above all of these, these issues, these, these uh, human foibles and problems. And uh, yeah. That's the beauty of the New Covenant. No, the New Covenant works in the middle of those things. The New Covenant is at work in the middle of our sins, our depression, our addictions, whatever it is, it's holding us up. Christ is still living in us. We are in the process of change. We aren't changed totally. We're in the process. And in the midst of these these human conditions, the power of Christ is made manifest in our life. And because of that, it's actually far more powerful. You'll have a much more powerful ministry in the midst of some of these deep human problems and issues than you will to be a person who's kind of sailing over life because, you know, you're this great Christian. And, and, and other people will just look at you and go, wow, I wish I could be like him. 
but you have absolutely nothing to give to me, you see, to that other person at that point. Because who's living like, no one's living like that. We all wish we could. Maybe we even think we are if we're, you know, living a lie or wearing an evangelical veil. But in reality, we're all struggling with these things. And so when we're honest, that's the beauty about the New Covenant. The New Covenant gives me confidence because I can be totally honest because I'm not trusting in myself um, to come up with the goods. I'm trusting within me, and therefore I can be honest about, you know, my sins and my depressions and whatever else I'm struggling with, um, because in the midst of my honesty is I'm believing the reality that Christ is in my life and that his power is going to show up, and, and he's going to be seen in my life as well. Paul says, like, Paul puts it this way later on in this passage. He says that, that, that his Christ, that the life of Christ might be seen in our mortal flesh. Yeah. In other words, in our humanity, the life of Christ comes through. That's the whole idea. You've got to get them both at the same time. That's what makes the new covenant powerful, actually. Yeah. Now, could someone then take, you know, another approach to that, though, and say, you know, well, are you saying it's a, it's a free-for-all, anything goes, and they're out ministering to people, and they're at the same time, in the midst of this at the same time? You know, I mean, you, you hear that kind of a, of a question brought up from time to time, you know, and, and, you know, what would you say to that? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure what you mean by free-for-all, but maybe... Uh... You know, it, I think what you're saying is when when we turn the new covenant loose on on somebody people, there's that fear that that things are going to go out of control, and yeah. that 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 people are going to err by being too free and and going off the deep end. And what are they going to say? And we haven't spelled it all out for them, you know, like we do in yeah. the old covenant. Yeah. The point the point is. Um, you know, maybe some of that will happen, but I can tell you, I'd rather have that um, yeah. and 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 deal with with somebody getting a little bit carried away with their freedom than than to be in an environment where everybody's got control over everything, yeah. or at least thinks thinks they do, because that creates such a depressing unreality that yeah. uh, that no one. No one can live and be truthful. Um, so I say, let's turn people free. It, the Holy Spirit is in charge. God, it, God is in charge. He's big enough to take care of these situations. We, we've got to, we've got to loosen up. We, we've just got to let, let go of this control that we have to have over everybody and everything, and and let let the Lord let the Lord work in our lives, in the midst of, of the, the difficult things. That, that's yeah. really the way the New Covenant lives out. Because we're always, there's always the quick of, you know, well, where's accountability? Where's this and that? You know, and, yeah. you know, and which is, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of, you know, taking a look at this and just saying, okay, here's, the, here's the things that we're always hearing people say, 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 but then how do we look at all of that through the lens of this New Covenant, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, with that, and, and, and knowing the freedom that man, Jesus is working in us. He's working in our hearts. He's faithful to complete the good. I mean, yeah. you, you know, and so, you know, it's it's a refreshing conversation uh, and uh, to have. And if Jesus is working on our hearts, you know, even reveal those things, and we're gonna, you know, and He's gonna continue to peel them away, right? Um, yeah, tell the truth. Is, is we awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tell, the the new covenant is all about telling the truth. You know, and. Uh, and it's like we want to we want to tell the truth for others, you know. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, you know. Uh, you, you know, in that though, as we continue that dialogue on the ministry thing, you know, you know, if you know the, the barriers and things that you know, should we care about ministry or you know, you know, these things, you know, do they disqualify from me from the ministry? But what about the other pieces? You know, so if I'm a, you know, people think if I'm a minister, well, then where's my congregation? <laughs> How would you respond to that? Yeah. I, I would say that's a beautiful question because uh, my, my congregation is everywhere and everybody. Um, yes, I see that. That's that's the way that 
the question works is it's a, it's a kind of a trick question, really, because um, yeah. that's our old way of thinking. Well, there's a minister and there's a congregation. No, yeah. there's there's you and I as ministers, and there's yeah. everybody in our life is our congregation. They are the people yeah. that we touch, and ultimately that the Spirit of God is going to touch through us. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, you know, and I, and I think about that, and I think about. You know, I think it was a, a book, I think probably written about 20 years ago, I think, uh, called Experiencing God. And, and they're yeah. talking about, you know, I mean, God's at work, you know, every day, you know, around us. And he's inviting us to take part in it, you know. And, and you know, thinking about, you know, just, just getting up in the day and just knowing, you know, you know that he's at work. I'm going to go join him in that work. He's inviting us to take part in it. I mean, to, to all around us, opportunities. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we... But we, we, we seem to have this checklist on whether we're, you know, capable or, you know, whatever that keeps yeah. us. You know, what, are the things, what, what keeps us from, from that on a daily basis, do you think? Um, the checklist, the control, the need, yeah. the need to measure everything. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and if, uh, if then this, if then this, if then this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, you just you just have to to, to to let it go and let let yourself be free and and let the spirit of God come through your life. Let Him lead you. You you really don't know what this is until you try it. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a good that's a good comment because yeah. let me say this. Let me ask you this, John. John, you can carry on that thought you have. Is, you know, do you have to know about the new covenant in order to experience it? That's a great question. Um, no, you don't. Uh, you don't because it's it's the truth, and a lot of people experience it long before they ever know what it is or are able to put a put a label on it, what's been going on in their life because it's the, the reality is the spirit of God in our life. Um, as a matter of fact, it, you know, I love I love to tell a story about how how I first came to the new covenant because. Uh, you know, the best way I can understand this is um, uh, to think back when I was in college. Um, I worked in a summer camp two summers in a row. I worked at this camp um, my junior year of college and, uh, and then after my senior year. And uh, it was in California. I was going to school in, at Wheaton College in Chicago. So I came home for the summer, and the first mm-hmm. that first summer in in after my junior year, I was the youth director at a main camp for a Mount Hermon conference outside of Santa Cruz, California. In other words, uh, this was part of a family camp, and they would have um, uh, families come in for a week, and uh, part of that time they'd spend as families. They had family activities to do together, and other parts of the time they were split up. And they would have, you know, junior high and high school kids together doing, and it had a program for them. And then they have a program for the adults, and they have a program for the little kids. And I was a youth director, and I was in charge of the program for uh, junior high and high school kids. I had never done this before. I had no training. They just threw me in and said, there you go, you're a youth director. And uh, you got this, this, this group every week. Well, my goodness, I was scared to death. And, uh, but I, you know, I did my best, and I, I think back on that, and, and I did a fabulous Old Covenant ministry that whole summer. I, I, it was John Fisher doing the very best he could possibly come up with. I can tell you, at the end of that summer, I was burned out. I was miserable. I really wanted to quit. Uh, ministry, I thought, if this is what ministry like, I don't want to do this. Uh, I was very glad that the summer was over and I could go back to school again. Uh, the following year, I was uh, a music director at Ponderosa Lodge, which is a high school camp. The following year was day and night compared to uh, that year before. And the reason was, that senior year, in the middle of that senior year, Something happened to me. Uh, my neat Christian life fell apart. 
I would say that that senior year, my my control of the Oakland Covenant went out of control. I lost total control of it. I I I was failing in my. I lost my uh, girlfriend. The relationship I had back home. I lost the ability to to do things. I always thought I could do at the last minute. I could save myself with the with the test. I was smart enough. I could pull it off. I wasn't pulling it off. I was, um, and there was all kinds of uh, sin in my life that I'd never faced before. And this one class was pulling it all out. And my goodness, I, I, I just was going through it. And I got to a point where I just let it all go. I said, Lord, I'm done. I, I give up. I am done with this. Uh, and and I, I, was, I was on a walk outside. Remember, 30-degree weather. I said, Lord, you know, if, if you're not real, then, you know, then I have nothing. So at least show me something. And God met me that night, I'll never forget it, with a kind of peace that uh, I'd, I'd never experienced. And, and I even knew what I was supposed to do. It was a big test the next day. It was, it was causing me to panic. It was my senior, senior pro seminar test, and uh, I was going to fail it. And, and, I, and I, I was cramming, and nothing was staying in my head. And, and, and God told me to go back to my room and go to bed. I, I knew it as clearly as, as I know my name right now. Go back to your room, go to bed. And it was just like this huge sense of relief. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like that God says, well, okay, I'm going to take care of the test for you. It wasn't anything yeah. like that. It was like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm here. And for, uh, from the beginning of that time, I really think, sometimes I wonder if that's when I really became a Christian. It's certainly when I, when I began to realize there was a Holy Spirit in me because there was something brand new. I felt like a baby. Everything was newer. Every day was like, wow, what is this? And I, and I, and I went through the rest of that year just, just living day to day in a kind of like a child discovering new things. And when I went to camp that next year, it was a, I went with the same attitude. I, I basically went, okay, God, you know, you know, I don't, I don't have anything here. I, I'm just, if you want to do something, I'm just going to show up. I hope you, I hope you prepared me for this. And I just walked that whole summer from one person to the next person, knowing exactly what to say, having the Holy Spirit put the words in my mouth. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd go to bed and I'd, I'd be tired physically but I'd just be full uh, yeah. spiritually and, and just yeah. amazed uh, that, uh, you know, how the Lord had, had used me that day. And the whole summer went like that. It was just one day after another. And uh, it was that fall after that that I went to Peninsula Bible Church, and I, that's when I first heard the New Covenant. Sorry for this long story, but it doesn't no, no. <laughs> along with but I sat in a room hearing this, and it was like, oh, my gosh, someone is putting words to my experience. That's yeah. exactly what I did. That's, that is what happened. I, I, I lost my veil. I wasn't goody-two-shoes Christian anymore. I was just yeah. this guy. I didn't even know who I was. I was just discovering that. And so I lost my veil. I just I didn't care. There were actually, I mean, I remember... Times in my senior year, I didn't care what I looked like. I, I used to things that used to be important to me. You know, I just let them go. I, I walked around kind of like a tramp. I let my, yeah. my my I let my room, you know, get real messy. And just I sure. walk in and I look at it and I go, boy, that feels good. And I just wanted to do that, you know. <laughs> and it, it was it was kind of like that's that's the way I lived. But but see what I was discovering. I was discovering Gunner, the spirit of God in me. In the midst of the mess, I was discovering the Spirit and the power of the Spirit, and that that's what it was all about. And then when I heard the New Covenant, it was like, of course, oh my gosh, yeah, this is this is what I've been doing. For. That it, you it know, as you say that, as you share that, it reminds me of a uh, of a quote that I had heard uh, just a few years ago, and and uh, let me share this quote and and see how 
see if that would be an accurate, uh, you know, depiction of what you just mm-hmm. described and share with us, and that God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. Mm. Yeah, sure. What is that saying? I mean, is that something that plays here? That's something that I've heard it that's says, that's been pushed about. It, it, well, it says to me that we're we're at some kind of a state of rest. We're um, and and I, I even I wrote a song during that time, rest, uh, rest in Him, your work is through. Lean back on His great power; He'll work through you. Hmm. That's literally what I was discovering. That yeah. discovering this the new covenant is really. Well, Paul says in Hebrews, enter into the rest. Yeah. The rest is where we cease from our labors. In other words, we cease from our work. Yeah. And, and we're satisfied. It's, it, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. Christ is, is, is good enough. He's everything I need. And so I'm not trying to run around and look like a good Christian. I don't really care what a Christian looks like anymore. I don't, I don't even know what that is. I just... Yeah. I am who I am, and uh, I'm going to discover, and I'm resting in Christ, and I'm satisfied in Him, and lo and behold, He shows up, and and His Spirit actually goes to work in in my relationships and in the lives of people around me. Well, it certainly seems like if you're, when you're in that place that you have a sense of, you know, a, you know, a sense of rest, a sense of peace, you know, and even yeah. maybe even a sense of purpose, right? I mean, it's beyond our own. Of the old covenant purposes, but you have a sense of purpose too, don't you? Sure, sure. Well, that's why it's called the ministry. It's 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 a whole different. It's not not a religious ministry. It's, yeah. Well, like I say that you know the, the the work of the new covenant is showing up. If there is work, that's that's where it is. It's you show up. You, you got to get yourself there physically. Yeah. Okay. But once you're there, once you're there, you're trusting in the Holy Spirit to do it yeah. from there on. And and so it's like, and that means show up for responsibilities, for things yeah. we're supposed to do, you know. And that can be certain. That can be some things that are extremely difficult. Yeah. And and we have to prepare. You you know you get to study for your classes. Yeah. You prepare yourself. But ultimately, when you show up, you're satisfied. You, you've done what you could yeah. do. It's like the Lord, like the Lord told me, go to home and go to bed, you know, yeah. and get up and I'll be with you. And that's that's the way. That's the way the New Covenant works. If, and if you're no. uptight and you're anxious and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be something you're not, uh, you're definitely not walking in the New Covenant. Uh, absolutely. And that's something that really, you know, you almost kind of just let kind of linger out there as you really ponder, <laughs> you know, um, and then really pound through this, you know, uh, life and this old covenant way of living. I mean, it's like we got we got to chisel it away and, and then let the freedom shine here, you know. And so that's why we're pounding hard on this in our conversation tonight, if you're listening, you know, and just to break free, you know, and, and just to be a part of this this challenge, but just, you know, learn about this new covenant, be set free, you know, and uh, by Jesus and, and, and what we're talking about here. And, and again, in just, just a few minutes we have left, you know, as we've been talking a lot about ministry and experiencing the new covenant. Is the new covenant something you can only experience in ministry? No, I don't think so. I, I well, it depends on how you you know we, we've we've tried to get a broader definition of ministry. So in a way, it could be yes if ministry means you know your daily life, which yeah. I think it does. And yeah. and so I would say yeah, but I but that yeah, new covenant really should be something that we are experiencing all the time. Yeah. And you know we re, we read the paper, you know based on the new covenant. We go to work, we drive in our cars based on the new covenant. We we go get a in and out hamburger based on the new covenant. You know, I mean it, it, it somehow it's gotta work with everything. And, yeah. and 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 what that does is it opens our eyes, I believe, to see the needs of people around us. So that we aren't just isolated and caught in ourselves. But we're yeah. looking around, we're seeing people, we're you know, we're saying hello. That's all it takes. We're saying hello and smiling. And it's some lonely soul, you know. And maybe maybe no one even said hello to that person the entire day. 
and and you know sometimes you can make a person's day by that. Well, well, that that's just being aware, being awake, and 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 having the new covenant alive in me, which makes me sensitive. It makes me sensitive to what God is doing in the world. Yes, that is so so true. You know, and being open to that, and 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 how we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about. You know, going downtown to, in Portland every 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 week. Yeah. You know, uh, serving and loving the, the the homeless community in Portland, and not because it's a checklist. Maybe at one point in my life, maybe it was a checklist, or trying to mm-hmm. make it about, hey, look what look what Gunner's doing down there, and all that stuff. But you know, you know, it's really you know for me, it, it does it becomes that you know, okay, God, I'm going to show up. There's going to be all kinds of people down here. You know. Mm-hmm. Guide me, me, you know, you know, and, and sometimes you're right. I mean, just just walking up to someone that just been showing up, that's living on the street, and it's like, hey, Paul, you know, and just calling them out by their name, and it just mm-hmm. breaks down. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I can't remember the last time anybody called me my name. You know, it's just little mm-hmm. things like that that we can be aware of, and it's it's mm-hmm. there's opportunities all around us, and and this is so freeing. Um, you know, when we don't have that checklist, we just do, we act. You know, we're human beings, but we're all, you know, we, you know but it's like, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to just serve the Lord and listen and hear yeah. and respond. You know, and so this is such a great, great message. Yeah, and, and you, you know, do you find Gunner? Yeah. Do you find Gunner in those situations when you're going down there, like you used to go down to think what you could do to help these people, but do you go down there and find yourself energized? Uh, oh, absolutely. You, I, I you go find yourself energized by them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I get pumped up, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, good night, you know, I'm just so moved and just this humanity and just heart to heart, you know, and, 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 I, and I leave there just like, oh my gosh, my life was touched, you know, hanging out, listening to, you know, Tom and why he shows mm-hmm. up there every week and cuts hair, or, you know, or John, the tie collector who collects ties, you know, and he shows up and he just have him sneak up on you, you know, and say, and just because he, he rides a, tra- you know, he's on, on on a public assistance, low income housing, and so he rides an hour and a half on on the train to get there just so he can be with others, you know, wow. and and it's and it's like yeah, you go down there to try to you know to help someone else or to, to love on someone else. And you you leave just literally feeling full. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You know, you could be in the biggest mm-hmm. of storms, but you go down yeah. there and you just make yourself available. And man, God yeah. is the lifter of our head. He encourages us. You know? Yeah, and isn't that isn't part of that a sense that the Spirit of God is is meeting you there, and He is He's just increasing His own capacity in your life, and you're feeling that, and you're sensing that freedom and uh, would you say that's what's going on? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's interesting too because one of the mottos of, of you know the organization I go down there with, uh, I serve on the board for, which is Bridgetown. Um, one of the mottos is you know that our main motto is loving people because people matter. It is so freeing to just go down there and just love because there's no that's checklist great. on what there's no common there's no checklist of well I'm not going to love you I don't know. You know, some of their stories, some I'm getting to know. But it's, I'm just going to love you because mm-hmm. you matter, you know. And, and, and that is so freeing to me that there's not this checklist. I've got to sit down with them and I've got to mm-hmm. go through this, this, and this and feel good about stuff. You know, it's just, I'm just going to love on them. I'm going to let the love of Christ in me and, and, and in them and through them do what Jesus is going to do. And it's so freeing and it's so beautiful. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now look at you. Now you're the love interviewer. It. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> nice, huh? <laughs> I love it. John, you know, we just have a few moments left, and this has been a great dialogue, and, and I know we've had a you know, few of these. We invite the, the, the listener to go back and, and check out blogtalkradio.com uh, slash the catch, or you can find uh, these uh, conversations on uh, iTunes as well. Um, you know, John, We've got a, you know, we're 22 days, right? I think you're trying to push it forward yeah, and expanding it. At least 22, yeah. We'll probably yeah, have more by least. the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This has been the message of of, of your life. I mean, you know, you talk yeah. about, you know, going back 40-some years of hearing this message, and you just can't shake it. What burdens you? What keeps you? Why bother to continue to teach it? What keeps you going? 
what keeps me teaching this is a, a knowledge and the realization is that there's a huge hole here in most Christian churches. People are not operating this way, and I believe they haven't really heard it. They just haven't heard this message. And not only that, they don't have leaders who are living it in front of them. They don't, they don't have the honest, kind of vulnerable, open leadership to where they can see the person and see the Holy Spirit all at the same time. And it's mm. so, it, to me, it's fundamental to, to our life. And, uh, I, you know, I can, I can think of a lot of other things I suppose I could teach, but yeah. I always end up here because it's so basic and it's, and it's so absent from most Christian experience. Yeah. So that, that's why I, I can't stay away from it. Yeah. So when we, count, when, we, when we finally get a hold of and grasp this message, then you'll move on to the next. But until then, why do you continue to preach about love, love, love? Well, until, until we figure that out, then we'll move on to the next thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's always the fun yeah. things in our programs and cycles and the things that we do. But uh, thanks, John, for keeping on it and staying on it. And, again, catch johnfisher.wordpress.com well, if you're listening. And go check out these uh, daily challenges. This is great stuff. Very powerful. It's vital and critical. You want to be free? Get in on this. How's that for a plug? That's great. <laughs> this is good, John. Well, hey, look, we've just got, you know, a moment or two left. Um, you know, uh, we're going to land the plane on, on this dialogue. We'll have some more podcasts coming here in the weeks ahead. Be tuning in. John, maybe real quickly, um, you know, we've talked a lot about, we've talked a lot tonight. We've covered a lot of ground, you know, maybe mm-hmm. summarize with a, with a sentence or two, a word of encouragement for someone that might have been listening to this tonight. Well, I just think of what uh, Paul says in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 18. Um, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And that is the central, most exciting word of the New Covenant, because where is the Spirit of the Lord? It's in me, and it's in you. And so it's a clear statement of the fact that there's liberty. Well, what kind of liberty? Liberty from the Old Covenant, liberty from law, liberty from having to be something I'm not, liberty to be who I really am in Christ, and to discover what that is, liberty to have a ministry in spite of myself, right in the middle of the process of change that I'm going through, because the Spirit of God is in me. Where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. So that's always going to be the case. Spirit never leaves us. Mm. Amen. Amen. If you heard that tonight, um, you know, uh, post a comment on the on the website or Facebook. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Facebook.com slash the catch or fish back on Twitter, F I S C H back on Twitter, catch John WordPress.com. Post a comment, send us a note, post a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We, we'd love yeah. to pray with you too. We've got a prayer button on the, uh, on the website yeah. now. So go and put a prayer request out there. That's been fun, hasn't it, John? Oh, it's been amazing. Just amazing what we're getting. I think uh, yesterday we had 20 requests come in. Wow. So, uh, you know, our prayer partners are, 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 are going to it. Absolutely. It's, it's well, great. And they're serious. This is not, we're not playing a game here. We're very serious about this. And, absolutely. Uh, uh, so uh, we're following up. We're getting, you know, we're seeing wh- wh- where things are at the next week. We want to hear from these people every week and so that we can cross them off our list because we know that the prayer it. was answered. Yeah. Well, it's a day in a, a day in the life of the gospel of welcome. Uh, there you go. Catch ministry and community. So, John, we're going to land the plane. Thanks so much for uh, the conversation tonight, and uh, we'll look for you tomorrow morning on the catch. Fantastic. You're listening to the catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio. Connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together. Trying to help the fellow man.